Hey, you guys, if you're enjoying the Obsessed podcast, make sure to go leave us a review on Spotify. Five stars, you guys. Don't play any games with us. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitter, at the Obsessed podcast. And yeah, I hope you look forward to this next episode. Hello and welcome back to the Obsessed Podcast. It's Nick, Gareth and Gia. And this week we are unpacking our views on pretty much everything that's been going on lately, but more so because it's been the butterfly 25 minutes. So there's been quite a lot going on. I personally have felt a little bit overwhelmed. I'm not sure about you guys, but uh, it's been quite exciting. However, it's been a mix of emotions for me because I'm like, oh yeah, we're getting this. It feels really nostalgic. But at the same time, just like, oh my God, it's so much stuff that's going on. I'm glad we're getting Mariah back. I'm glad she's looking great and sounding great from uh, what we're led to believe at the moment. So guys, how do we feel about everything that is going on? I'm just glad that we're getting something other than Christmas right now. I do love me a Christmas moment with Mariah. That's like, everything I'm, a, I'm about like I was literally I literally watched the all I want for Christmas video like four times this morning like I'm like hyping it up I'm ready for the it's time whatever moment but I'm glad we're getting something and especially for the butterfly album because like we've stated in the last three episodes it is my favorite album as well as Gia's favorite album so I'm living for it how about you Gia yeah I feel good about it I mean I got what I asked for. If you listen to the first episode of our like Butterfly 25 speculative moment, all I really wanted was a gatefold vinyl and we got that, you know, I have a few things I could say about it, you know, but I feel like we can cross that bridge when we get to it. But overall, I'm, I'm happy. I'm grateful. Yeah. Okay, guys, so we did get a nice little chat moment with Mariah where, I don't know when this was recorded, but it, it felt like it, it was sort of like on the verge of the butterfly stuff coming back into the domain, so to speak, as a new repackaged moment. And it was quite nice to hear her talking. It was a little bit sort of, well, to me anyway, it was clearly obvious it was recorded on separate times, like separate days or whatever. I don't know how far apart these were because her voice is very different. We got some like modern Mariah like speaking vocals. We got a little bit of like breathy, like glitter almost-esque speaking vocals. So I feel like they're recorded on different days, but I was glad we got this. Some of it's a little bit repetitive, but I feel like it was insightful. You do have to persevere a little bit. It's almost two hours long but um personally I feel and um, when you get past the bringing up of the book and bringing up of the butterfly even though the whole thing was about butterfly she does do what she does with the book and she chops and changes and she goes from this back to this and she builds up a story in order to get to where she needs to be to explain certain points so it for the two hours almost it is quite insightful yeah I did feel it was very long um but Brian did a really good job in getting information out of her which I'll I'll sort of get into a little bit later but how did you guys feel about the Rolling Stone interview it was a little bit long I remember to myself I was thinking 
damn, Mariah can go on a tangent like Gareth goes on a tangent. So it was, <laughs> but I learned yeah, from but the she, best. <laughs> she was going on her little tangents and kind of like finding the road back to Butterfly. And I like that a lot. I like that she called it Butterfly 25 Minutes. We got a lot of um, tea, but we got a lot of repetitive like stuff from the book. You can see that during these interviews now that she can tell that lambs are a little bit annoyed with her continuing <laughs> to talk about the book incessantly but i like that i thought it was cute i kind of got where she was coming from because i thought if she's not been outside the house all that much she's trying to be careful she's trying to be safe she's been moving around from here to there like with buying houses and stuff and then moving back and she's having a little moments like uh, we spoke about her songwriters hall of fame moment like it it really did feel like she'd not been out the house that much we also had our mariah on the street episode where we're like where is she go check that out guys if you've not already so in a way it was quite insightful for me to see where she's at and i thought it it does show in a way that she's still not out of the i mean we're all out of lockdown and stuff but like it I, I don't feel she's there yet. And I know she's got this um, show coming up and all of this butterfly stuff and God knows what's going to come after the, all of this. I mean, Christmas is literally around the corner. So I don't know what's happening, but I feel like with Butterfly 25, this is a good moment for her to sort of like pull her socks up and be like, I need to get out of this house. And it has been informative a little bit with her going backwards and forwards with the book. As we know, she said some things about the record company. Most of it we kind of already knew. But what was the first thing that she said? I do want to add that she did say that she is taking covid seriously still and i really love that because i do the same thing i still double mask everywhere i go so it's like we said earlier like gareth said in our mariah on the street episode mariah is terrified to leave the house so so with this and i i i felt when we got past certain parts of like oh if you if you've read the book or if you whatever she was saying i can't really remember because the talk of the book now in 2022 as much as the book is important to most of her life up to this point, I felt personally that once we got past the comparisons to the book, and she does say she's not going to keep talking about the book, which I thought, okay, please, because we talk about the book all the time here on the Obsessed Podcast, and it's amazing, and I don't think there's anybody that listens to us who hasn't listened to it, or read it, sorry, there is an audiobook available. If you haven't listened to the audiobook or read the book, go do it now, because it is golden. But she did confirm about the honey vocals, especially in the chorus more than anything, having a double entendre, which we kind of did suspect. And I'm glad that Brian brought this up in his interview. So she said she didn't feel it was that risky, but she did mention that if people go back to the second verse of fantasy is quite risque. Like if you want to read into lyrics, start there. I'm not quoting. Before, what is the second verse of fantasies? Cause I didn't really go back and look at that, but Images I didn't get rapture, any. Creepy to be slowly as you're going to, my head i think she says oh i've never see Magism again i've never creepy i've never thought slowly. about that before. is that trying to reference an orgasm i think it's trying to reference like the the build-up of something yeah like that i i got that like a build-up like because clearly he's it's all about an emotional connection before 
that happens. And then after that, she says, and my heart beats faster when you take me over. Yeah. Is that what she says? Summer, time and time again. Yeah. But yeah, so when you think about it, like, actually, she has a point. And she didn't really say too much. She just said, like, you could go back and start there, pretty much, in a nutshell. I'm not going to quote her because I can't remember exactly what she said. She said a lot. I know she said. She said she confirms it's a double entendre, but she didn't do it on purpose. Exactly. But But I love how that worked out. And she also said certain people think that it is. Do you guys think that that's us? No, I feel because like... Mariah said in a, a couple times in this interview that she listens to podcasts. So, Mariah, if you're listening, I love you. We all love you. I feel like that could be quite, especially with Honey. I feel like that's probably like if she's listening to podcasts, that's probably most of the podcasts that she's listening to that have covered Honey. Come on, possibly includes us. There's been a few times where we thought, does she mean us by certain things? But like, she did actually say and I'm talking about Honey here, she doesn't think that it's far off from what people think it's about, which I found the most interesting. I thought, wow, because that's quite insightful. That's, you know, she's pretty much describing and saying, confirming all of the above that, yes, guys, everything that you've said, partly it's true. You know what I mean? Well, I'm glad that we got a little bit of confirmation. I'm glad that he did ask that question. Yeah, he he was so, and we'll go, as we go through this, like, he was so good with this interview. He also goes on to talk about Walter Afanasieff. And Gia, you've said pretty much since we were doing our Instagram lives on Sundays, I think it was, well, from when the book came out, at least. A long, yeah, I feel like I've been saying it for a long time. That you feel that Walter Afanasieff was involved in, obviously we don't know, so we've not specified, but you feel like he was involved in some way with the butter knife incident. Yes. Maybe not necessarily involved. I don't know if that's the right word, but uh, present, present, at least. At least present. Well, she basically confirmed it in this podcast interview. Oh, my interview. God. Well, she doesn't actually say. She does. She kind of says it, but then she She kind basically of... said, you can put the dots together. Yes. And then she saved herself a little bit by saying that it could go one way or another in order to protect herself. And I thought... Good save, but you've kind of already, like, confirmed. But <laughs> she did say stuff happened in front of him that shouldn't have happened in front of him. Yes. So oh, that was the We all know. Yeah. In a way, guys, like, I know we've had the book, but the book gave us that. And she was really good with the book. She was really safe in terms of, like, what she says she could have done, like, could have dragged people more. And I feel like now she's given us, like, these little, like, hints almost. Even it's a little bit more than a hint, Mariah. But, like, she's given us these little extra bits and it's just like, wow. I, like, I was living for this interview. I was listening to it at the gym. Didn't even have to have, like, bumping music in my ears to make me. I was just, like running off adrenaline listening to this like I just thought this is amazing and hats off to Brian like he dealt with this so so well she also went on to talk about three projects which excited me a little bit but you know she's I feel like we've been talking about the same thing for a while now I thought okay what are the three projects come on she seems a bit coy at first she says I can't really talk about it right now because we're still in like the process again I'm not quoting her exact words go listen to the go listen to the Rolling Stone Music Now podcast to get the full details of everything that she said but yeah like she she sort of toys around explains little tidbits here and there of what she's doing and Brian kind of accepts it a little bit but then 
he kind of does lay each project out for her to explain. I, when I was listening, I thought, hang on a second. She said she can't really talk about it. And now you're laying them out one by one. And every time you lay one out, she explains it. You lay the next one out, she explains it. That's three projects, guys, that she's just explained. So I... She said three or four. Oh, did she? I thought it was uh, three stuck in my head. I don't know if that's because of afterwards he mentioned three. Well, I don't know. He's, she said three or four in the beginning, but then she said three. And then she started saying something about, well, we might split this up into another thing. So mm. she kind of tiptoed around the whole subject like Mariah always does. But... I find it so interesting, even though most of it we know, I'm just gonna unpack what I feel is coming, even though she says it in the interview. And guys, anyone listening, please go listen to it. So obviously, we know we're getting the soundtrack to the adaptation of the book, whatever that is. And again, whatever the soundtrack is, like we don't Yeah, know. Well, what would that be? Like we already, that, I thought that's what the rarities was, was basically the soundtrack to it. Because we got Close My Eyes and all of that, like... Out I, here on my own. I feel like in order to do a soundtrack to a television or whatever it's going to be adaptation, I think she's already confirmed it's going to be a TV series, but like in order to do a soundtrack to it, you'd need more than just the rarities. Because what about those pivotal moments throughout her career? That's not the rarities. I mean, obviously it's elements of the rarities, but like, you know, the bigger songs are going to be a hero, for example. How she talks about hero in the book, then that's a huge moment. There's other songs that come after that, like Fantasy, Honey, Close My Eyes, all those songs, all, and Close My Eyes is on the rarities. But like, I feel like we would need something that fits whatever the TV series is and what direction it's going to take through those times, especially with Close My Eyes. Like, if it's going to be a big dramatic moment or a somber moment, like, how's that going to look in the TV series? And who's going to sing it? Like, that's interesting to me. She's not really given us too much detail on that, other than... No, she said that she was going to sing it. She said in this interview... Yeah, she said, the most important thing to me about this series is that I want somebody who is a a mixed race person, and I want them to be able to act well and that she was going to do the singing and then she even joked if i could cgi myself into there i would so yeah not exactly new information but i feel like the lid has been lifted a little bit on this and i quite liked that i thought okay a little bit more insight other than we're working on this it's coming but we don't know what's happening and i feel like that's been the soundbite for a while now so i'm glad that was something else I I think another really important thing that she said is that she has a themed album coming as well. What do we think that is? Because in my head, it's going to either be a jazz album or a gospel album. Because she also said this is what the fans have been asking for for years. I would hope for a gospel album over a jazz album, but I have a feeling it would probably be jazz. Although we do have evidence towards a gospel album because the Clark sisters, didn't they pretty much confirm that they worked with Mariah on something? That's right. I totally forgot about that because I'm totally opposite than you, Gia. I want a jazz album over a gospel album, but you're onto something with the Clark sisters. I feel like I'm on the fence with the two because it depends where we're at in making this. I'd rather album. have caution part two than anything. Let's be one hundred percent clear. You know, I mean, if we get a new album, period, I'm gonna be grateful. Uh, but yeah, I'd rather have a gospel album. I I honestly have a feeling that it, I mean I don't know where we're at with this in terms of the timing of the year because a gospel Christmas album would be 
magic because we don't have we have elements of it of course we do in her christmas albums but a full-on gospel christmas album would be amazing to finish her not finish but like to complete her little trilogy a jazz album would be cute unless there was elements of jazz and gospel on the same album like i don't I mean, it would be cute, but not quite sure how it would sound as a cohesive piece of work. But but what I think it might be, and she does sort of allude to it a little bit, I do feel like the concept is live jam sessions, like the We Belong Together that we got. And I think that that's what this concept album is going to be, slash butterfly lounge Thing that she's been working on I think that is all the same project and it's going to be non-Christmas and I feel like it's going to be that kind of stripped back live band as if she's just recording it in a living room like we got with We Belong Together and I feel like that's what's coming with Through the Butterfly Lounge with guests, duets, uh, maybe she's on background vocals for some people, I don't know, that's just what I'm getting. I think that the only way that I will accept a gospel album is because, Gareth, you made a good point. It would make a good trilogy to wrap up Christmas with a gospel Christmas album. Right. If it's just like a gospel album, and I don't want to sound sacrilegious, but I'm going to be sacrilegious. I'm not really like a Jesus music kind of fan, and I can't really see myself listening to that often. I'll accept it, and I'll take it, and I'll be grateful, but I don't know. I think that I'll give it the the rarities treatment, you know what I mean? Do you remember these, like, and I'm going back a while, Gia, you won't remember this, I don't think. You might, but... Nick, you might not even remember because barely I remember them, but there was these occasional commercials, usually on cable TV, where, um, and sometimes on MTV, which I found quite weird, but there'd be these commercials where you could call in an order. I think you had to subscribe almost to like having like religious CDs sent to you. And it Are you talking the- about like the time music that would come on and like the middle of the night that they have all these like TikTok the middle, about? I was just going to say all oh, those commercials that come on in the middle of the night. That yeah. wake you up, that you wake up to at one in the morning. I totally Abs- remember those. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we used to get them in the day, like over here. I don't know if we got them in the night. I probably We probably did. But like, I remember watching them as a teenager thinking, well, how have we gone from listening to like... Lucy Pearl don't mess with my man to like watching this commercial of all these people like looking up to the sky and reaching out their hands and it's like this big massive answer if you buy the CDs and like do a yearly subscription. No like in in America like years ago when I was a kid I would be like watching like Nick at Night or something random some random station pass out on the couch then wake up in the middle of the night and there's like this like three hour long program of them trying to sell like Christian anything, Christian music, Bibles, merch. Um, and then there's like, it's, uh, there's always like a blue screen and things like <laughs> scrolling underneath, like buy this now and the deal 20% off. If you call this number 1-800 something, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Over the last year, they've become a meme on TikTok. So oh, we know exactly what you're talking about. Oh Yeah. yeah. I don't think she would go that hard. I mean, obviously, we've, like I said earlier, we've got gospel moments with Merry Christmas and Merry Christmas to you. I feel like it would be more, it won't be so heavy on like, Jesus is the answer, like, call this number now. You know, it won't be any of that. But I feel like I'd take um, elements of Fly Like a Bird and 
all the stuff from the first and second Christmas album. I can't remember the titles of the songs right now. I'm not visiting. I mean, yeah, I, I would take like that. I mean, I could take something that if it's like a fly like a bird and it's just not like in your head that you yeah. know that it's like clearly referencing God and Jesus music. So if it's like that, well, fuck yeah, I'm going to take it. Like even Heavenly. I love Heavenly. I know Gia doesn't like it, but I love Heavenly. I love it so much. I know it's overproduced and it's her second best Jesus song to me. I love the Mary Mary version as well, but it's really slow in comparison. I wish they'd have done it as a duet. That would have been beautiful. Yeah, I don't think it will be too heavy because then she's going to alienate people who aren't about that, who are part of her fan base, hence probably us three and more. But um, I just feel like she might approach it as a genre for a Christmas album. It would be beautiful. But I just, and I was hoping when she said it, did she say it on like a Twitter space? I can't remember where she said it first, but like I was thinking, jazz album gotta be a jazz album and Gia you'd said a gospel album and I thought actually a gospel Christmas album would be fucking magic but then listening to this Rolling Stone interview she kind of does slip up a little bit but not too much that it could be a live slash jam sessions-esque approach to record re-recording certain songs I have a feeling she might yeah, be but doing... she also said that it could be two to three projects. So that totally could be a, a, a project as well. Because she yeah. also said she had like 150 hours of footage of her making music in the Butterfly Lounge. So I don't doubt that there's a Butterfly Lounge moment coming at all. But she yeah. she definitely said there was a themed album. Well, I guess the Butterfly Lounge, that could be a themed album too. But um, yeah. Do you think that like... And again, we're separating from our original ideas, but do you think that there could be like a live slash jam moment session approach to either the greatest hits or her her favourite greatest hits or the number ones? And then we get the Butterfly Lounge, which could be a re-recorded moment, probably in the same vein as the live jam sessions, but of the R&B remixes with loads of features. I'm just going to echo Gia. I want a caution part two. Like, let's just get past all that <laughs> and just get to a new album, MC16. There's a lot There's a lot of talk and not really anything coming from it. No, I agree. But I just it just makes me wonder. And obviously, I have a lot of time to think when I'm listening to stuff like this at the gym. I have a lot of time to think at the gym. That's my decompression. But, like, I was just, my mind was wandering. And I was just like, imagine, imagine. As she's talking, I'm just like, oh, my God, oh, my God. I had to keep, like, writing this stuff down on my phone. Like, imagine, like, just for this episode you know so she kind of has confirmed elements of what is coming but we just don't know how they're going to take shape it excites me a little bit i would like something brand new that doesn't really look back too much at the number ones or the greatest hits or a particular album but i'm glad we've got the the butterfly celebration moment because she's coming out the woodwork so that's what we need right now so i am girl excited. we've overdone the number ones like i'm trying yeah. ready to move past the number ones we get it we get it like but, but do you not think this would be a cute thing to do as well as like a, a sort of like strip back moment maybe in like 10 thing? years like not it's like mariah is always doing something with number ones every two or three years like come Actually, on like because yeah. since the last one we got she is really like gone through everything that she can possibly do with the number ones yeah. i guess this would be it too except but... re-singing them yeah. there we go it could be cute 
It could be cute, depending on how it's done. But we don't know. We'll see. But like, she's really given us some food for thought here. And I guess now it's just the waiting game. But I mean, Christmas is around the corner. And with everything else that she's talked about in this particular interview, it's kind of like, well, what's happening at Christmas? You know, and a little, it's, again, I'm sounding like that brat that I mentioned in last week's episode where, like, I want everything, but it's kind of like we, we're getting celebratory moments. She's talked about three or four, whatever project she's working on. And a one, I think she said, is not going to be ready until, like, next year or she's not starting on until next year. I can't remember now. And yet we've got Christmas in between now and then. So it's just like, what is coming? Like, what are you work? What are you Well, cooking? she did bring up the Christmas. She did bring up the Christmas Princess coming out in early November, the 40-page book. But we've known about that since last year. That came in January, and I feel like that was probably written by that point. Because we didn't see her much last year. I feel like that was done. And... No, because Gia had screen caps of the literal book. Oh, God, book. yes. Don't you remember... Those I got, I sent you guys the screen caps of like actual pages of the book with images and words and anything. You did. I remember that, and I was thinking that while she was talking about it, but that's literally about to come out in about a month. I did order myself a book in was it January or February, whenever it was like speculated and um, come out. So I did order one. I thought, okay, I love a Mariah and Michaela moment, so I I did order one. Yeah, I feel like this was such a good interview. I mean, I did feel a little bit like Brian has more of an extensive knowledge of music than maybe just R&B and hip-hop or just Mariah. But I felt like, I think his his latest chat was with Bjork. And I thought, he seemed to know a lot about Mariah. And I, I, I found that quite impressive. And I quite, that made me more invested in the, I listened to half the interview before the Bjork episode came out. And then I went back to it when the Bjork episode had come out. And I thought, you know what? And I scrolled through some of his episodes as I was listening at the gym, obviously in between sets, I'm not lazy. And uh, I thought like, this is quite an interesting like group of people he's got on his podcast. And so I thought he seems to know quite a lot about Mariah and the book. I mean, obviously he would have done his research. Anybody would, but like he felt like to me, it felt like he really wanted to know the answers to the questions he was asking, you know, not, it wasn't just about, yeah, tell your fans the answer to this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We're getting to the point, And I think it's not just lambs that the general casual public is like, when are we going to get something new? And I'm glad that he kept pushing her and pushing her and pushing her for that. Don't forget that he also brought up the Chick album, which I, I don't even really care about. But she said that she found her lead vocals for it and that she's remastering it with another artist, but she wouldn't say who it was. We all know who that is. I don't know who it is. It's the kid from Stranger Things. Oh, the Someone's Ugly album? Yeah, she's going to read... Well, it's not confirmed, but she's, it's just like when she's talked about the album and she was trying to find the, the, the masters with the lead vocals, on which now she has, as you just said, Nick. But she was saying, like, oh, I'm going to work with, like, an up-and-coming, like, star and blah, blah, blah. She wants to get into music. And it was just like everybody latched onto it. Like, it's going to be that Millie whatever her name is from Stranger She Things. needs to do it with Olivia Rodrigo. I, That's uh, Millie Bobby Brown. Well, she, Millie Bobby Brown is with her all the fucking time. And that yeah. doesn't make sense. So something is going to happen with Millie. And that would be cute. But maybe, Gia, what did you just say? She should do it with uh, Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah, you know how that one album she came out with that like blew everyone away and like she won the Grammy for it. 
And then, yeah, Sour. And then with the driver's license. Besides that driver's license song, most of that song or most of that album was giving me like a punk type moment, you know? So I feel like she would be the one who I would want her to do it with. But honestly, I'm going to be 100%. I do not give a fuck about this at all. Um, Same. I am not a grunge girl at all. Um, Same. I was shook that Mariah even made that album in the book. I had no idea. Uh, yeah, I'm not that kind of girl. Like, I like Mariah because she's my R&B girl. She's my my queen, my pop queen, my queen of Christmas. I'm I'm not here for the grunge, you know? So, obviously, we're going to talk about it. We're a Mariah Carey podcast, but I'm going to be completely honest. Yeah, I don't give a shit. I would be invested if we got the magic of Mariah in it and I'm talking about obviously we've heard a couple of the songs but like if we got obviously we've heard a little bit from the book as well she just sing a little bit in the book if it's something like that <laughs> kind of vocals and whatever but like if it builds into something that gives us that Mariah magic like how I'm talking like good harmonies even if it fits with the genre like I'm not a music snob but I'm not one of these people that are like oh I like all kinds of music I'm one of these people that will listen to certain things from different types of genre if it catches my interest and my attention and if this does that then I will be in and I'll listen to it from start to finish and make up my mind it, like I said that will also depend on if the magic of Mariah hence vocal layering background vocals you know we've really go on a journey with this album and it's not really empty and redundant like sometimes grunge music can just be like you know Daddy didn't buy me a pony and I'm really angry. It's angry teenage music to me. And it's just like, like Avril Lavigne. I mean, she has some bangers, but like the rest of it's just like, oh, sorry for you, darling, that, you know, daddy didn't buy you that. And so but that's why I, I think Olivia would be perfect for this. Yeah. What you're saying, Gareth, is literally what that gives me. Yeah. Also, it could be a selection of different artists, but she hasn't said that. She said in probably not in this interview from my recollection right now, but she said it before, like we're thinking about one person that could be great for it. She wants to get into music and it just, it's left everyone assuming, obviously it's all speculation because nothing's been confirmed, that it's that Millie Stranger Things person. Yeah, I don't know her. I mean, I have nothing against her. I tried to watch Stranger Things. I could not get into it. Yeah, I only watched uh, season three. Um, I I watched the first episode and I think it was the fact that there was all these children and I think Millie is the, I don't know. She's the bald headed one. Yeah. She comes in and I think it's the cross between Millie being as young as she is and Winona Ryder being the mum. And I'm used to Winona, and again, this shows my age, I'm used to Winona Ryder being the kid. She still even sounds like a kid when she opens her mouth. I'm just like, this is this is too much for me. So I had to switch it off. And I've not gone. I've gone back to it again, and I had the same problem. So I can't, I just can't carry it out. So season three is really good. You can watch it on its own. I think you should skip and go to season three. Is Winona Ryder in that? Because I think she throws me off the path. Really. I think she is in it. I think she is. Yeah. Her and Christina Ritchie are like hardcore people for this because they're just such proper child actors. And I feel like if I was to watch Millie in something 10 years from now, I'd probably be like, no, sorry. And I'd turn it off. It's those people that are stuck in that. Same with the Olsen twins. I know they don't act anymore, but even though they look like aliens, if I saw them in something, I'd be like, no. No, I did <laughs> watch a movie. I did, um, I did watch a movie with Millie Bobby Brown in it on Netflix called Enola Holmes. And she was like, <laughs> she, 
She was like Sherlock Holmes, like sister I, or co- I cousin. I watched one episode of that as well, and I thought, no, no. it was a movie. It was a movie. <laughs> was it? I didn't watch much of it then. I can't remember. I remember her being in it with this English accent. I thought, what? Yeah. And then I found out it later was she good, was actually though. English. It was good. I liked it. It was a cute little movie. I didn't watch the whole thing. I thought, no, I can't. So I, I know I'm going to be like that with her if she carries on with acting or what have you but that's what that is but like yeah Yeah. so i don't know how invested i'm gonna be if she takes over this album apparently they're building what mariah has of the of her version of the this album around somebody so i don't know what that's gonna be like so i don't know to be honest with ya but we can move on to something else i feel like they're the three please yeah Okay, so, I mean, obviously we've got the concert today. Have you guys um, seen the rehearsal vocals? Oh my God. She's giving me memoirs, looks. The vocals are nice. We're not going to get those vocals with whatever we find on YouTube. Although there is live live streams. Yeah, I think they're live streaming it. Wait, can we watch it? I think they're going to start live streaming it at 4 p.m. If you, oh, okay. I think they have the links on Mariah Trends or something like that. There is one on Mariah Trends, yeah. Is this like an official live stream or is this like a Hood Hood Raya live stream? No, it it's official. A, it gives you a, a selection of where you can watch it. So other than that, I don't know. Because I looked at it earlier and I was like, oh, it gives you quite a wide selection. Um, there will be a bootleg on YouTube tomorrow. <laughs> I liked um, at... In the the little clips that leaked at the very end, she said, "Come on, Marianne, it's bedtime." <laughs> like she does on the <laughs> "All I Want for Christmas Is You" uh-huh. uh, rem- so so death remix. I thought that was cute. What do you think about a honey slash heartbreaker mashup? That was cute. I, be- I loved how she reworked the melody of "Honey" into the heartbreaker remix. I thought it worked really well. It threw me at first when I heard it. I thought, "Hang on, what, what song is she singing?" No, at first I thought it was a mistake. And then I was like, oh, okay, I can roll with this. It did sound like a mistake, actually, didn't it? Because I thought, oh, maybe it's just a mistake then. Because I thought that afterwards. And so, hang on, what we're singing here? And I thought, oh, no, maybe maybe we're going to have a 2016 moment again. And then there was more of it on social media. And I thought, oh, actually, it's a proper mashup. I thought, I could work. But she looks great, no? They put some money into that stage. Yeah, it was a really good stage, actually. And I remember there was, um, do you remember when, could you imagine just walking your dog, going for a run through that park or living where you can open your window and just watch that? Exactly. I was thinking the same thing. Like you saw those league videos and there's just like runners running around the park and Mariah's just casually performing in Central Park. But like, it's whatever. But also being Mariah at the same time with some of the things she was saying. And I just thought, oh my God, I would have I would have just gone for a bloody run to, to see her. And I loved how extra she was with that umbrella as well. Yeah, she was trying to block the sun. Ah. So I was really happy and I thought, okay, we're getting her back. Like, come on. The vocals sounded really good. Again, not sure if that Sasha Sandwich actually does sing, but like she was really like giving people something, even these joggers and stuff. Like anybody who's not a Mariah Carey fan that knows her from the 90s, surely they would have stopped and been like, oh my God, that's Mariah Carey. Like her voice was like, you couldn't question that voice. If you're running, walking your dog, even probably for, I don't know how big this park is, but like 
even from across the other side of the park, surely the sound would have been that great. Like you would have been like, hang on, that's Mariah. People should have been racing to see this sound check. Um, but we can move on to something else. Do you want to move on to the jewelry line? I don't know how um, to say the name of the jewelry line. I don't know if it's Chopard or Chopard, but it's a, it's a Swiss brand. I thought it was French, but they speak French. Yeah, anyway. it's Swiss. It's uh, a luxury Swiss a luxury <laughs> Swiss manufacturer. I was happy for her that she had something like this because, of course, me and Gia have said this before, actually. You know, when we got the rarities around that time, we were like, she should do some kind of charm bracelet moment where each charm represents each album. Like, why is that not... Even, like, as a gimmick, like, oh, we've also got this. If you buy the book, you can get this. Like, it, it didn't need to be a full and expensive moment, but... I don't know. Do you guys have Pandora in the US? Um, yeah, girl. Uh, yes. We yeah, we do. Yeah. So I was thinking maybe like Pandora isn't that expensive, but apparently it's quality jewelry. Like that would be perfect to do as a, a guest moment. Pandora is not expensive, but you, you if you want a full charm bracelet from Pandora, you're stacking it up. You're going to absolutely have at least a band on the wrist for sure. At least. But- I don't, but surely, like, if you buy the bracelet, you probably buy a couple of charms. And then maybe you could have the, like, as time goes on, maybe birthdays and Christmas, et cetera, et cetera. You could have them, the charms gifted to you, anniversary gifts from your partner, whatever it is. Like, it's that kind of sentiment, isn't it? Like, I mean, I don't know what people are buying. I don't know what charms are available. I know nothing. I, all, I, all I know is that, like, from friends I've got that... It's it's a nice thing. That's all I know. Charm bracelets are very late 90s-esque. But it would have been perfect around that time. That's why we were saying it, because we've got the book, which is heavily butterfly. We've got the rarities, which is music box and glitter. To have that little charm bracelet-esque moment, just to throw in there as a gift if you buy the book. I don't know, if you pre-order the book in the first, like, 24 hours or something. Like, there could have been something. And... So for this, it didn't really come as a surprise to me. I don't know about you guys, but like, I thought, oh, finally, like, there's something nice. But I looked at some of the bloody prices today. I was like, okay, Jesus Christ, who's buying this? Yeah, let's talk about the cheapest thing is (laughs) $11,900 for a butterfly wing. And I have in my notes, I don't know who's going to purchase this. And then I put in parentheses, probably Gia. Yeah, I think I might get one, you guys. So let's not go too hard, okay? Um, you know, I know everybody's financial moment is a little different. You know, um, it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, I like the jewelry and I might get um, a ring, okay? Some of it, though, I will I will say it's nice. The more modest, subtle moments, that weird, like crystallized brooch that's actually a necklace that looks like it's feeding off her that's a little bit too much and i can't even see her wearing it i can't well, see that, that's just a statement necklace yeah but she did say some i think it's in one of the videos i tried to watch one of the videos today and it didn't load properly and i was just like what's going on here because everything else on my phone was really quick but she said something about they were in discussions and then she was trying to dis- talk to the lady or the person whoever she was with about what butterflies meant to her or something and then this woman started drawing this necklace and she was just blown away by the drawing and she just thought wow and so she went with it and that's what made her do this collaboration but like and that's fine but like that's really big 
I, I, I've not even seen the price of that thing. $23,500. Jesus Christ. And it's like the earring things that go with that. Well, I don't know if they go with it. I don't know who, who would go out with all of that, like, hanging from them. They're, they're cute, but for this kind of price, I would have expected something more like the jewellery that she wears. Probably not in collaboration with the jewellers that provide the jewellery she wears, but, you know, something a little bit more downtoned, a little bit, okay, yeah, we can do replicas, like, of a charm bracelet or something of a butterfly ring similar to hers, but these, they're cute moments. I just don't know if they're nice enough to be paying that kind of coin. Yeah, they're cute or whatever, but um, I just don't understand why she was advertising it to the Lamely, because honestly, other than Gia, who's going to spend... $12,000 on a butterfly ring. Like, for real, for real. If you have that kind of money and it is within your reach, like, and it is justifiable, then you could just go. And I'm not trying to say it looks You guys bad. are acting like it's, like, more than other jewelry, though. Like, other You could get jewelry. a really good used car for that amount of money. <laughs> yeah, and that's you. If you need a used car, then go get a used car. But if you want to get a ring, go get a ring. But anybody who's buying jewelry that is around that price point knows that that's, like, the normal price. Like, it's a little bit more, but, like, Girl, you want to go get a Cartier love bracelet? That's going to run you 4000 You want to go get a Van Cleef bracelet? That's going to run you a few thousand. You want to get a ring? It's going to be a few thousand. It's going to be several thousand dollars for fine jewelry. Fine, this isn't costume jewelry from Gucci. This is fine jewelry. This is very standard. It's not more than. It's not excessive. It's not like these rings are like over $100,000 for a diamond ring. Like this is this is very, very standard pricing for fine jewelry uh, the argument is that the majority of people on this earth don't make that kind of money to spend on that there's all these different things that people are living right now and yet if they wanted to have this jewelry or had the money to have this jewelry and they really love mariah carey wanted to oh that's nice that's nice i'm just saying is it just well yeah viable? i do think the van cleef the van cleef butterflies look cuter and they look more like classy but yeah. those are those are more expensive than what she put out, you know? So it pay, you you get what you pay for, um, in my opinion. So do I think these are the cutest butterfly rings and jewelry? No, I much prefer the Van Cleef ones. They're way more adorable and they're way more expensive. So that's, that's how I feel about it, you know? They're yeah. like $5,000 more expensive. And then Mariah's butterfly rings, like $40,000. So it's, it's not even on the same level, but for what it is, it's worth what it is. Cause the, those are, I'm assuming those aren't like some Swarovski crystals that they're trying to sell for $11,000. No, appar apparently they're diamonds. Yeah, exactly. That's why it's $11,000. Those are diamonds in the ring. I think the point that Gia is trying to make is that if you have the money and you can afford to get that and it's not going to hurt you and you don't have to think about it twice, go for it. Get it. Yes. Slay, queen. Yeah. I feel like you guys are coming at it in like, a, oh, this is expensive. Why is it even existing type of moment? No, I I'm not. I no, no. I'm not saying like... I like the cute moment for Mariah, but it is expensive, Gia. That's, I just feel... That's fair. That's fair that it's expensive, but also, like, what if a Mariah... Like, oh, not a Mariah fan. What if, like, a normal, like, rich old white lady goes on shops on Shopard or whatever 
and she sees this collection. She's not a Mariah fan, but she's like, bitch, that ring is me. That's what I need right there. So I don't think it's necessarily for the fans. Like, I think it's just a it's collection. Not for, it's definitely not for the fans. Yeah, I I mean, I think Gareth and I both get that it's not for the fans. It's just, I, just I feel... like I said, I'm grateful that Mariah has these opportunities to do things like this, but like, I just can't afford it. You know what I mean? I wouldn't buy it anyway because I don't want wear rings I, and jewelry like, like that. Yeah, but I, I'm just I, saying, like, I'm happy for Mariah. It is what it is. It's a cute little collection, but I just feel the design of it, and all we've got is these CGI designs that are on the website. I've not actually seen, apart from what's on Mariah in the photos, I haven't actually seen like actual photographs or in the flesh, so to speak, on somebody's body. So I just feel like the design of it from what we see in the computerized moments on the website doesn't live up to the price. Obviously we know there's diamonds, but it's just like, in a way, besides the diamonds, it's quite basic. Yeah, I mean, well, I get... It's, it's literally a butterfly ring. Like, how more basic can you get? Like, it's a butterfly. I mean, but it's... Butterflies are basic and the jewelry's basic. I much yeah, prefer but, the Gia. flying off the finger butterfly ring. She's yeah, way the... more gorgeous, way more elegant. She is also three times the price of what's on Shop R, So Yeah, it's like you said before, that Van Cleef ring is ten times better than this butterfly ring. It's it's cute or whatever, but it's not that cute. It's no Van Cleef ring. Like, yeah, I could see the Van. I would love to see like the Van Cleef, but they can't like do that. You know what I'm saying? It yeah. almost looks like a like stock photo butterfly to me. If it that makes sense, it looks like a flower, but then because of the shape of the so-called petals, it looks like a butterfly. So it's kind of like they came halfway with an idea a little bit. So it doesn't necessarily scream Mariah because of the shape of the wings. They're kind of like not lopsided in a lazy way, but they're sort of like off scale of what a butterfly would look like. It's This is what I mean by it does look nice. It's elegant. It's cute. I think that we're thinking that way because we're used to seeing Mariah with that Van Cleef ring. And so I we... was just going to say that like that Van Cleef ring, we associate with Mariah and that butterfly. And it's iconic. We associate with Mariah. She's worn it for years. I prefer that butterfly ring over any other butterfly ring she's ever worn. It's it's way more elegant, gorgeous, subtle. And the way that it is not straight on the finger and it kind of is like hanging off. Off to the side, yeah. It's gorgeous. I love that moment. Absolutely going to be copyrighted by uh, Van Cleef. So she can't go to shop hard and be like, hey, let's make this Van Cleef ring. But yeah. like for you, you know, I, I mean, it would have been so cute if she would have um, collabed with Van Cleef and was like, you know, Let's do this, but like my collection, make more of them, make minis, make necklaces of it. You know, my fans identified this with me. A yeah. lot of people identify this with me. So that would be cute. Also, she would be more expensive. That's, yeah, so then you guys would be like, oh my God, it's so expensive. I actually thought about the, uh, when I looked at the prices and stuff, based on everything I've said so far, and I was just like, hang on a second though. You know, what would be good for her to do? This kind of does fall perfectly for where she's at and also what butterfly represents as an album in terms of like how old it is right now like it's it is a lovely gesture it is i'm not gonna downplay it but it just showcases who it's catered for that's all it's fine jewelry i think that was perfectly put gareth all right, so another little surprise that we got from Mariah was a very short but cute 
behind-the-scenes honey documentary called Another Taste of Honey, which was released on YouTube. And when I say this is short, it's 5 minutes and 48 seconds long. It's amazing. What are you guys' opinions on it? It was cute. I love the unfiltered, high-quality, unreleased clips that we got. It was nice to see, like unseen footage from that that was that was really really cute to me i love that mariah said that it was her favorite video ever that she's really like doubling down on that yeah i thought it was cute i mean the images of her like the behind the scenes photos looked more high quality than the actual music video (laughs) so yeah they did they did they looked better than the video so I was a little confused about that. I was like, how is all of this from the 90s? And the video looks like straight out of like, you guys know what I'm saying. Like if you've yeah. seen the documentary, the behind the scenes moments look better than the actual music video. So that threw me off a little bit. But also I was like, oh my gosh, yes. We're talking about the Gucci shoes. We're talking about all the ensembles and the changes. And I feel like they spent a little bit too much time talking about Homeboy getting his leg hurt. Like that lasted for like half of the video. I was like... Okay, that's what we remember most from the video. Okay, that's cool. But um, yeah, can we get into the video, though? Yeah, he was crying and everything, too. And it was really unclear what really happened. They said he fell. Like, did he fall through the boat? Did he fall coming off the boat? Like, it was really unclear to me. He had some trauma. And he was crying like he didn't even have his leg anymore. Like, I was like... Like, for real. (laughs) But they didn't reveal that. Like, that was the thing that threw me. I was like, does he still have the leg? Yes. Like, what's going on here? Like, Can you I still walk? Like, like, are you okay to work? Like, did, did you live out your career? Like, I, I, all these questions were coming to my head. And I was just like, was this guy robbed of, like, another thir- 20, 30 years of, like, livelihood? Like, I was like, what the hell has happened? Like, Yeah, that- girl, I was, like, really thrown by that. Because I've heard her mention that before. Like, um, in that, like, number one to infinity moment where she talked about the video. She was like, um, was it Sergio? Sergio hurt his leg but he kept going oh my gosh yes but then in this it was like a major theme of the documentary was like okay this how big was this moment and then also there was this clip of like a plane in the water and I was like and then it looked like there was like a broken wing from the plane in the water and I was like okay I want to know the story of what's going on with this plane in the water but yeah it was cute it was cute it was cute and um I loved seeing a big view of the archway that Mariah ran under like after she changed her ensemble in that little tent thing we got like a bigger view of the actual location so I thought it was really cool also we got shots of Mariah dancing on the boat which we saw like unfiltered without like green screen projections of the sky so it looked like it was in a studio which I just I thought it was cool I love a backstage moment so I'm happy that we got it. A really interesting thing that I like from the the video, which I thought was a little bit of bullshit, was Mariah said that, I think this is true. She said that the opening dialogue scene with her tied up on the chair was all improv between her and the 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 mob guys or whatever. But I didn't believe that because we know that Mariah doesn't speak Spanish fluently. So I feel like a lot of that was scripted. Totally agree with everything that everyone said. Like it was, I was just like, what's all these crisp, clean, clear moments of blue and which we don't get in the in the the actual music video. I know they were trying to put like a bit of a filter on it to match the tone of, well, honey and 
and then we with the album artwork and stuff you know like it, it was all like nude colors and it was very like again it's still a great quality video but like yeah like they almost put like a sepia over it almost. yeah almost and then but then it was also a lot of like re not reason to but like ways to make it easier because there was marble there was like tan colored swimsuits there was um wooden flooring on the boat with the almost like sunset slash dusk kind of like cgi sky there was loads of reasons so this was obviously on purpose of course but like we were getting like blues it just it felt so blue and i was just like oh my god this is so this makes me want to go to puerto rico on a holiday like it's so nice there like if you guys have ever visited the uk or if anybody listening has ever visited the uk you will know especially in london she's gray honey yeah it's gray the 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 water around london is like brown you literally have to go like to the south coast to go to any blue water and again like on English beaches, blue water is, it's quite hard to find. Everything is at the south of the country. So, of England, I don't know about Ireland, but when you, when you compare the two, I'm just like, wow, one is Puerto Rico, and one is England. <laughs> it's just like, really weird now. But like, I do like the video, honey, the original video with its little sepia-esque moment, but like, I want to see more. I want to see like the footage behind her changing. Like, um, I know we saw we she went into a little bit of a diving into the water, but I want to see more about changing in the tent. Like, who chose the outfits? Where the outfits? And the came helicopter from. and the water tube for the remix. Like, they could have tied in all of the shooting. Yeah, all of it. The rappers could have had a section where they talk. Like, oh yeah, we're just here on set with Mariah. Like an MTV making of the video, like they used to do back in the day. Like, it, I feel like. They sold themselves short here a little bit with a five minute moment. Like, and I guess it was made as like a, a quick celebratory moment from what, like four, three, three or four years ago, probably a bit more like, and it was caution era. You could tell it was caution era that this was like her bits were recorded, but like, I just thought- No like, way, absolutely not. It looks like she recorded it at Christmas of this year. No! Or last year. Oh. She's wearing the same outfit that she's talking about, um, Happy Butterfly 25 Minutes. No, that was caution. She looked like... No way. Yeah, she looked caution era in that video. I'm sorry. She did not look caution era to me at all. No, she did not. I got a Christmas vibe from her. No, I did not. I was like, "What? When was this?" I thought, "Surely this girl." Was caution while, was yeah. 2018 and 19. Yes. He did not record that shit. So it could have been She's right before, but like, it was not Christmas 2020 or 2021. No, no, I don't think it was Christmas, you guys. She's literally wearing the same outfit where she's like, "Happy Butterfly 25 Minutes." She's in the exact same moment. Like, the exact same ensemble. It gave me... You know when she won the Icon Award and she performed in the big M and she threw her tissue off the stage when Jennifer Hudson introduced her? They gave no, me it that. did not give me that at all. Her hair really? looked completely different. Well, not the same day, but, like, that era. Like, her body was, like, svelte. She's wearing a similar kind of dress. She looked, her, she looked pretty much exactly the same. She doesn't have the hair the same. But I was just like, okay, this is not new. This is not now this is not no and yeah and i just thought like i want i, I would have looked if 15 minutes would have been perfect for me to be at least like appetized and i would maybe yeah. 18 minutes but were you yeah. even surprised that it was that short when i saw it i had no shock at all i was like 
okay, it's I over. Not, I was not. It was shocked. like it was like as long as a commercial break. Yes, and I thought, what are they going to give us here? And then I felt like there's a load of blue and some guy talking about how he felt, and yet everybody was so like normal and human around him. And I thought, well, that's great, but like, what about the video? Like, I'm sure these things happen all the time, but like. I want to know what happened behind the scenes. I want to know the jokes. I want to know the coffee breaks. What did people talk about? I want to know what, like, what went wrong besides people falling, you know? And that's great, like, to hear those things. But, like, I just want to hear more, you know? Okay, so shall we get into the Butterfly 25 Expanded Anniversary Edition? Yes. All right, you guys. So now we're going to move on to the Butterfly 25th Expanded Anniversary Edition that Mariah released with her eight, quote-unquote, new bonus tracks with the re-release of Butterfly. So let's get into these tracks. Obviously, anyone that has been following Mariah Carey lately or following us will know that there was a leaked track listing. You can go listen to our Butterfly 25 speculation episode. Um, it's only a few episodes down the list, so go listen to that if you're interested in what we originally thought based on that speculative moment. However... Spoiler alert, we got it all wrong. <laughs> However, yes, it all came out, and to be fair, it was completely different to what we thought slash maybe some of us hoped. I mean, we got a few things like the 4th of July acapella and, um, well, we didn't get the David Morales track right, but we did give it, we did get a David Morales track. Mm. I feel that with the, with the acapella moments, they're already available. They're not great. They're already on YouTube. So not available to sort of like own, but so yes, it's nice to have them full quality acapella moments, but at the same time, I just feel like it's taking up space to something that we possibly could have got. So I personally felt when we got this track listen, a little bit, not robbed, I obviously downloaded the whole thing. I was in the queue for the line to see the Queen's Coffin and I thought, what else am I going to do while I'm standing here? So I downloaded the whole, whole thing and listened from start to finish of the whole thing and let it be a surprise, even though I could see the track list, and I just thought, you know what, it's nice as a deluxe moment, but for a 25 minute slash 25 anniversary moment, like I thought, I don't know, at least one or two extra songs could have been cute. How do you guys feel? Well, if they don't exist, they don't exist, you know, so... That's I... impossible! <laughs> I'm happy with the track list. All I asked for in the last speculative episode was a gatefold vinyl we got one bitch i don't care we're talking about this because we are a mariah podcast i'm going in depth about this because we are a podcast do i give an actual fuck about this in my everyday life no but in exactly. terms in terms of mariah what's going on the lamely and our podcast I think it's messy for them to advertise these as new bonus tracks, say, and in big letters, say the word new, because you know what that's going to mean to people. You know what lambs are going to think. You know what lambs are going to get excited about. And then only to have your girl go around on Twitter and basically be like, bitch, just be grateful. It's really, it, it's messy to me. And I think that I think that it could have been gone around in a better, cuter type of way. And personally, do I give a shit if there's, I've already said that. 
Um, I'm happy with the track list. I really, I wasn't even that excited about the, the leaked rumor track list. Do I think that would have been more exciting than what we got? Absolutely. I do. Do I care about what we got? Yes. I remember, Gareth, we were very, very humble in mm. our speculation moment. We did not ask for much. We got what we asked for. Yeah. Now, I feel like what I'm saying here is, well, first of all, let me just say, I'm grateful we got David Letterman live. That performance is one of my per- favorite performances oh God, of, yeah. of Butterfly. I'm, I love the new remixes. Those are cute. I think that the acapella vocals are gorgeous. Um, they need a place, you know. I think it's weird to put whenever you call on there, especially when we got um, number ones for Record Store Day just a little bit ago, and it's on number one. It's easily accessible, pretty much. My whole thing is, why are you posting on your Instagram eight new bonus tracks, and then your girl is on Twitter like, this is not new, bitch, just be grateful. So that's what I, that's the stuff I don't like. And I feel like that's the misconception about me and Christmas also is no, I don't hate the Christmas special. I don't hate what's going on. What I don't like is you're saying one thing, it comes out another way. Then you guys are like, oh, people are hyping it up. No girl, you're hyping it up. So don't try and come for me when things are not as they are advertised. So that's all I got to say about that. If anybody wants to be mad, if anybody wants to block me for saying that just because I'm saying that, so be it. Many lambs were in my DMs talking about, you know, I think it's very unlike Mariah and it's very unbecoming to have this be said on Twitter like that while these things are going on. That's how I feel. Like I said, am I, am I in my house clutching my pearls about this angry every day? No, I don't care. I'm bringing this up because we are a Mariah Carey podcast, period. Um, I'm very happy that we have high quality versions of the acapellas and we don't have to listen to them on YouTube. Not that I yeah. really did anyway, I'm just saying. But I love the Butterfly Amorphous Anniversary Club mix a lot. I think it's the best remix on this album. I love how the background singers are muted a bit. Mariah said that she loved this remix and was happy with what he did with the vocals by not constantly uh, repeating them and altering her voice. But he kind of did alter her voice, but I really love it. And I loved, loved the bass in there. It was so good. And I hope that he has a a bright future ahead of him. Mm -hmm. With the Morales mix, it was just, it was mad to me. It wasn't bad or anything. Mariah calls it the remixed remix version of his uh, original Honey club mix so that was really nice it had a 70s feel to it i loved the piano in it and i like that he loved the it's like honey part in it so it, it was really good it wasn't i do prefer the original version over that one but it, it was still good but the standout for me was obviously the amorphous mix but we also did get a video for the roof that came out which is kind of just recycled from the master class and we got kind of like a literal hood Raya because she's giving us like, I don't know if you guys saw this, but I saw it was the first thing that came to my mind. And then I saw Lance posting about it with Mariah looking like the boy I need you cover, which I thought was really cute. Yeah. Did you guys like the video? I saw that as well. Yeah. I liked the video. 
It's cute she did something with it. I kind of expected it to be like that. I don't even know what I wanted from it, to be fair. I just felt like a bit more of a laid-back moment between the two that I hadn't seen before. I felt like I'd seen a lot of this already. I like the fact that Mariah is on her own and it's something different. She's in a hoodie. She's not all done up. But because of what we know already about the Atlanta home, I just felt a little bit like, mm, I feel a little bit bittersweet about this. I totally expected it to be a masterclass retake. I really did. You could tell just by the, the thumbnail it was going to be. And she just added clips in there with her in a hoodie, which it was cute. And we get, I've noticed that we've been getting cha-cha a lot lately. And we're definitely in this like cha-cha era. I don't know if you have been noticing that lately, but I am seeing cha-cha a lot lately. Much more than I ever saw Jack. Yeah, I think that the dog is being thrown around a lot at the moment, like in, in things, and it's it's cute. She wants to document his uh, their existence. That dog has to be like, what, 13 years old? I didn't even know that Jack died, to be honest with you. I just thought he lived forever because she always had a Jack Russell, so I never really... I mean, I've always noticed Jack, but like... Okay, well, moving on from that... We also got... um. Four high-quality videos that she re-released as well. I actually haven't had a chance to check these out. <laughs> so whoever wants well, to Well, I'll leave. let you know what she released. <laughs> uh, the first one was the Honey Bad Boy remix on Top of the Pops. The second Finally. was the Butter... <laughs> I thought that performance was just meh, but you and Gia seem to love it. It's amazing. And the fact that it wasn't there in, like, the best quality, like, it, it felt like... It was something that we were hungry for. So the the fact the fact that I felt like it was circulated a little bit more in a better quality like lately, but the fact that she has put out a better quality version like fills me up. We also got the Butterfly David Letterman performance, obviously, because she put it on the anniversary edition. We got uh the Ozone interview, and then we got Butterfly live on the National Lottery draw. Oh my god. Wow. I so, haven't watched that one yet, but you guys know that I'm not a big live person. It's so. not live. It's not live. <laughs> oh, it isn't? No, not at all. I remember this being on TV, actually. Not really listening to the song. And the Ozone used to be this, oh my god, amazing. It was such a quick, like, bite-sized I think it was on for like half an hour. It was it was similar to Top of the Pops, but it was more based around interviews. So Jamie Theakston, the guy who in, I think is interviewing her here, and there was a lady called Jane Middlemiss, a Scottish lady. And both really good journalists would go out to wherever the artists were. Like, I remember Jane Middlemiss sat at the top of a bus, a double-decker bus in Paris, interviewing the Spice Girls. Usually Jamie Thickson would always be at Mariah Carey interviews or Andy Peters, but Andy Peters wasn't really Ozone. What is the National Lottery draw? I don't know what that is. So the National Lottery draw was basically the lottery, the lotto, and it was on, on a Wednesday and a Saturday, but they turned it into a television show. They would then introduce the guest to sing. The, the person would sing or the act would sing. Then they'd go and have a quick little, like, interview oh thank you that was amazing so what are you up to right now and they'd be like oh is this song in your new album where's this song from or whatever it was so basically that was a long-winded version of saying that it's 
a lottery drawing show with people who sing on it. <laughs> yeah, but... All right, let's move on to the merch. Okay, how do you feel about the merch? Because I was excited for this, and I still feel a bit excited about it. I'm just not... I'm excited it exists. I just don't know how I fully feel as a buyer. How do you guys feel? I love the merch rollout, honestly. I loved... Uh, did you guys purchase anything? Because I got a few things. I got... um the white t-shirt which i'm excited as fuck to get because i wanted I a that. um i wanted a closed eye mariah moment i got the crew sh- the crew sweater and i got the um the white tape and then i got the um the gatefold vinyl you got the gatefold vinyl yes i thought i really would like the gatefold vinyl but i thought i don't know how this vinyl is going to turn up like is it going to look like that paint splattered gold it'll probably look just like the other one it's just like i'm just like gia said before i'm just glad that we're getting a gatefold moment it's not the one i wanted because i did want the one that sold out in literally two minutes yeah so i had to settle with this one i mean well good for you for getting that because i think that's did that sell out i might be wrong with that the gatefold one it it uh sold out on her website but you can get it on vinyl me please okay no i i remember it all came out i was working and i just thought i need to check my phone real quick because i know there's a bunch of stuff and looked and i just thought i wanted what had sold out i looked on on the us website of course i thought hang on a second i'm gonna look at the uk website and it wasn't even there this big massive extravaganza incandescent deluxe moment version spectacular like wasn't even there and i thought oh so i can't even get it from the uk site i saw it on bottom please And I thought you know what am i willing to become a member no there is an option to not become a member and pay slightly more. And I thought, I am just gonna wait and see if it comes back in stock at any point. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. And again, like, not that it's that expensive. I mean, for what it is, again, like with the jewelry, it's expensive for what it is. But like, I thought, you know, I I could probably justify it if it comes back in, I'll definitely have it. But I I didn't look to purchase anything else because I have a nice gold, vinyl yes we've said it before g has said it so many times i think you've said it a few times as well nick about a gatefold of butterfly it would be amazing perfect i'm not gonna pay for another gold vinyl just because they call it a different shade i think it's called champagne gold or something champagne isn't gold but like it's it's a weird i think it's called champagne splatter Oh, really? So it's going to look the same as the Urban Outfitters then, basically? I don't think it's going to look the same. I think it's going to look classier. My only thing with the gatefold is I wish that the inside wasn't lyrics and, like, liner notes. I wish it was just, like, photos, bitch. I wish it was, like, just that honey color background with that iconic image blown up of her, like, with the wind blowing against her hair, not blowing it away, like, and with her hands running in her hair. Like, I just wish it would have been, like, butterflies and images, like, kind of how the um, glitter gatefold is and how the rainbow gatefold is. Like, it's just image. Like, that's kind of what I was hoping for. But you know what, bitch? I got what I wanted, so I'm not going to complain, bitch. But Are also, we- okay, no, I'm going to complain a little bit because... um. <sighs> Yeah, let's get into how messy this rollout was. What they did... No, I'm going to get into how messy you are, but just give me a second. Um, They're going to 
Can I just interject real quick? Because they could have also put the inliner notes on a piece of paper like they did with the one we got originally and just shoved it in the gatefold. Yes, and that's what I mean, Garrett. Yeah. They could put all of that in the um the fuck the sleeves, the inner sleeves, and, and then, then we... had just images. Yes. On the... Yeah, yeah. That's that would have been mean. that would have been literally golden. <laughs> literally exactly what I would have been hoping for. But also they could have fit that whole entire album on one vinyl and gave us remixes on the second album if you look at the track list they split this this double uh vinyl into just the regular album so it's not one vinyl is the album and then the next vinyl is like the deluxe track list it's just the album so i was a little salty about that as well especially because i have an original pressing of butterfly and all of the reissues it fits on one album. So it made me feel like we are cutting a little bit of a corner here. But Gia got what she asked for. She got a gatefold moment. So it is what it is. Yeah, I'm quite happy with the choices we got available to us. And then obviously we were able to make those choices ourselves. I'm not going to say like it's a cop out or anything, but like she re-released it. So those that didn't get the gold Urban Outfitters a few years ago, regardless of whether it's the same or not, like, they get a moment to buy it. Like, I know one lamb messaged me saying that they are really into, like, coloured vinyls, splatter vinyls, picture discs, and that they would only want the the album as it is on the gold. But then we were sort of backwards and forwards, hi if you're listening, but, like, we were going backwards and forwards saying that... um it would be like charm bracelet now because it's on two discs. So that's going to be three per side. That's a lot. You like, and I know this person doesn't like. It's a like, lot of flipping over. Yeah. And I know this person in particular doesn't like to do that. And yet they want that album. So, and it's fine. It's fine. Like, um, it's, it's vinyls now become an experience. It's not just like stick a normal disc on and listen to it and like get on with stuff. I do that, but I do like the pulling out of a picture disc or a colored disc or whatever it might be, even if it's a black disc, I don't mind. Like whatever I, there's, we've said it in our vinyl, color me vinyl episode last year. Like, you know, there's something about it when you unpack it, take it out and put it on that feels so retro, so adult that you're like, this is a nice experience. And then to listen to the music, even if you have to turn it over, it's so nice to do. I just want to talk about how messy it was, how it was rolled out, because there was no announcement about anything. The first rollout was of all the like merch items, like the shirts and the the vinyl sleeve and all of that. There was no announcement of when she was going to put up the cassette, the four vinyl LP set and the gatefold. There was no announcement from it. This pissed me off so bad because she they just released it. Again, where I said nothing about it, only the lucky lambs that were sitting there refreshing, like myself, were able to get it. But I wasn't able to get it because it literally sold out in two minutes and I missed it. Literally, it sold out in like two or three minutes. And that was so shitty. Like every uh, I was so, so, so angry about that. And to me, it literally ruined the anniversary for me. It literally did. Yeah, I kind of felt like shit. It's gone. And I kind of felt like that's it. We're not going to get it back. Like, it almost felt like another rarities moment. Like, I mean, I feel like rarities at the time, it 
for me, especially in lockdown, it was a bit of a tough decision. Like, should I get it? Should I not? I got it on CD, got it on streaming. Do I need to get it? And that that was the tough decision. But like, it was easy to access. And I felt like this, no one really got a bloody chance. And yet there it was on Vinyl Me Please or whatever. And it was just like, okay, I don't want to sign up. I don't want to have to then wait paying month by month we didn't know when it was going to be back available so I thought what if I pay like monthly or yearly and I don't even use it like and I knew I wouldn't use it but I've been stung a few times with vinyls over the last few months and it well this year buying from websites and stuff and things have been late or they've um not two of which haven't turned up and it's kind of like there's no way to get your money back and I thought am I that fussed and I wasn't really that fussed I thought I just draw a line under it I'll look into merch because the merch is cute. I look, might get another vinyl. I thought I'm not buying the single. The single was cute, but like I got the single Honey for a good price on a vinyl. It's an original, so I thought I'll I'm I'm okay with with what I've got already. And if the spectacular whatever it's called comes back out, then I'll be all right. I'll try and get one. If I don't, I don't. Like I, but I totally get what you mean. Like it's so glorious to look at. It's so. I don't keep saying spectacular, but I just can't remember the, the the wording of what it's actually called. But like, it is beautiful. And I want that booklet. I want that, you know, the the beige thing with the embossed butterfly on. I want that sleeve for the vinyls to yeah, go same. in. Like that would same. be so beautiful. I want to, that look, that picture of the butterfly outtake from what you can see in the booklet. And I know this isn't the actual image you're going to get, but I mean, it could be like looking at that picture of her that looks like we haven't quite seen it before or at least in that space before maybe it's been more zoomed in before I don't know but like it looks slightly different I just thought I just want that experience of that vinyl but we'll see sorry well I mean I wanted it so bad number one I love that it's closed eye Mariah on the front to me and I said this in our earlier episodes that is the first version of the album that I ever owned. So it is so nostalgic to me. I love mm. that she released it in that kind of packaging. It really is so frustrating that people have bought up tons of copies and are trying to sell them on eBay oh for thousands God. of dollars. It's insane. Like, I, I honestly, like I just said before, it really ruined the anniversary for me. It really did. And I, I yeah. can't, it was the, Mariah's merch team really needs to get it the fuck together, like for real, for real. Like, because I'm tired of all this shit with every fucking release from Mariah. And I know it's not Mariah's fault. It's, I know it's not Mariah's fault. And I'm not throwing any kind of blame on Mariah at all. But her merch team is bullshit, like for real. This is Mariah Carey's magnum opus. This is the 25th anniversary of Butterfly. You think that only 1,000 motherfuckers are going to buy that? But you that's don't, serious. You don't, you don't think that you're going to put that on the website. It's going to sell out in 10 seconds, and it's going to ruin their day. Everyone loves Butterfly. Everyone. This isn't... this. No shade, but this isn't the same sort of thing as when the debut had that box set. Even that was limited to a thousand copies. It didn't sell out for like a week. This is butterfly. Butterfly. Somebody told me that it was only available for an hour, but it looks like it's still available on Vinyl Me Please. But it did sell out really fast on her store, but it is still available on Vinyl Me Please. 
during this recording it is okay yeah so i was able to snag me a copy and i was able to tell gareth that um you need to go get that real quick um but yeah i do think that the color looks a little weird for butterfly it's giving me the bone colored charm bracelet moment um or memoir i mean yeah or memoirs but yeah i just wish they would have done it the exact same way um yeah but i'm just glad i got the box set because you know i'm i really only wanted it for the box and the and the um the booklet and the packaging well yeah it's it'll be great to have all those remixes together with the album of course but i have all of those accessible on my phone already for me i just wanted the physical moment of having it you know because like that's why i wanted rarity so badly it was like i i want tokyo dome on vinyl i want slipping away on vinyl just to have it to be able to flip through that booklet myself have it touch it see it in person like nick said the it has the alternative cover you know it's just more rare and it's more cute and it's not something we have every day so to originally only have 1,000 copies for one of your biggest albums, I think it's a it's a shot in the foot for sure. Yeah, for her as well. But I have it now, so that's good. Well, I have a feeling that this is going to be... Because I've heard a couple of conversations and seen them in comments, and I've had one person talk to me in my DMs about the fact that it's not gold. And yet, I don't want to put the like the wind up anybody and make anybody feel like, like anxious but i have a feeling we're gonna have an emancipation of mimi gold slash clear moment coming here yeah and i hope that anybody who did get the cream one would be grateful yeah. to have that i am whichever color it comes in i don't care like i'll be happy as long because it's such a nice luxurious celebration moment of the album exactly especially because lambs were so disappointed Mm. you know so for them to give to get this moment yeah i hope that they would be grateful are we all happy with the track listing that is alleged to be on this particular version i am i am too i'm glad that uh me toto is on there that's the one that i was most excited about i know there's a couple i think there might be one or two that's the same as what was released originally like not originally like back in the day but i mean like last week or the week before whenever it was that the 25th anniversary like the re- the dance remixes i can't remember now i was just blown away by the fact that we get stay a while we get the bad boy remix like all of those are on there and i just thought you know what fine so when when gia messaged me and said it's available for an hour only i was just like okay no 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 competition bang i'm ordering it so and and i i think that that's this is where i'm gonna take back the part where i was like disappointed in what we got with the gatefold just being the album because this has all of those and the remixes so i think that that's really cool so yeah i think that she couldn't have done a better job with this release the only thing that i was salty about was we have people pretty much telling us to be grateful even though like we haven't even said anything yet so yeah also, I did get the the CD rug and a sweatshirt and some other things. So I I feel like all in all, it was a successful anniversary. Yeah. So if I if even if I end up never having that gold copy that was limited to a thousand, I will be grateful that I have the cream one. 
And I hope that everyone else who got the cream one is grateful too. Yeah. I haven't got any merch yet. I don't know if I will. I keep looking at it every so often thinking, is there anything that jumps out? It's not because it's horrible, because it's not. It's lovely. And I do really feel like she did a really good job on celebrating this moment. Yes, we've had our um, qualms about the um, original teasing of like the bonus tracks and also the fact that she spread 12 tracks across four vinyl discs. But that's it. That's literally it. We're not being negative. We're just like, how does that really work as a consumer? That's all we're saying. But everything else has pretty much been quite nice and glorious and a good celebration. But also I do have a little conspiracy because (laughs) I wonder if they were planning that type of moment to happen. Oh, they we're only gonna, that because it happens we're with only all gonna of have merch. we're only gonna have a thousand copies and then a couple days later or a week or so, we're gonna, you know, just reissue it. So I think that it happened really quick in my opinion. Like the vinyl sellout, everyone is making an uproar. Boom, yeah. it's re-released already. It's a good idea though, but what they should still do, like I said earlier, is limit it to one per person. So people do not I agree. scam other people. That's really unfair. There's ridiculous prices on eBay right now. It's it it breaks my heart a little bit because not that I'm not saying anyone's gullible enough to pay those prices, but there will be people that just like, I really want that package. I really want the booklet. There will be people that are like, I don't know. I don't know who these people are. I'm just guessing here. But say somebody really went through an, a moment during the butterfly era. And this is a huge celebratory moment for them. They are probably going to think it's going to stick at the back of their mind. Like, should I get it? Should I not get it? And they might eventually pay that price. And I really hope they don't. I really hope again in what like another couple of weeks three weeks four weeks there's another like burst of vinyls that are available to pre-order i really do hope for their sake because it's just ridiculous how thing how the pricing of things goes up on ebay it's so greedy I don't think it's a conspiracy. I think that they did this on purpose because this happens with every merch release that she ever does. She'll put something up and then something will disappear. Then it forces people to panic buy when it comes back. Also, the way she rolled it out, or her merch team, not Mariah, let me clarify that again. The way her merch team rolled this out is that when they put the first merch items up with the shirts and everything, that is forcing you to, they sold, a lot of things sold out on that too on the first day. So that made people panic by then, but what they were doing was they were getting you to order it then and pay that extra shipping or whatever, and then release the vinyls and everything the next day and then have to repay that shipping again. And that shipping is like 11 or $12. And then that that's just ridiculous. So I waited until the next day when the vinyls were going to be released to get those things. And mm. a lot of it was sold out. It came back, which then forced me to panic buy. And it just, it was so exhausting it again it ruined the anniversary for me i love you mariah but like you need to get your merch team together because it has caused so much stress in my life lamb stayed up 
until early hours of the morning for that vinyl to drop because we had no idea when. So I was, I stayed up as long as I could. Then I went into work in the morning, bitches sold out. Like I don't, I don't have no life, Mariah. I have things going on. I have work. I can't be on my phone constantly refreshing. You need to tell us when these things are dropping, what time they're dropping and how many copies there are going to be up front period because Nick messaged me saying oh it's here oh it's sold out and I was literally crying at work like a fucking joke like it was it was a mess honey it was not cute yeah. on the anniversary on the anniversary I mean when you messaged me Gia luckily I had a problem with my laptop there was a software issue I had to restart it and you like I looked at my phone then and it luckily it happened at the right time. I felt like it was a sign. And then you text me like a couple of minutes before that happened. And I looked at my phone and I was like, oh. And then I looked on Vinyl Me Please and I thought, I'm not signing up for this just to get the, the vinyl. I'm not. For, the, to, for it to be then sold out? No. And that's another shady fucking thing too. Like you're like forcing your fans to have to pay an extra 40 fucking dollars for a vinyl that's already... to just get that vinyl. But by the time that I even tried to get all signed up for that to get Gia and I both one, it was sold out too. Yeah. I thought the same thing. I was looking, it was all in dollars. And I thought, okay, so I'm then going to have to pay this. I have to pay more for it to come from America to come here, basically. And so I thought, no, I'm not going to be paying like $200 possibly just over to get this. So I I went on the Mariah Carey UK shop and it was there in all its glory. Like, boom, bought it. One hundred and, was it 55 pounds? Yeah, 155. Yeah, the, the prices on the UK shop pretty much match in pounds. It's exactly the same, not exactly the same pricing in conversion, but exactly the same price as it is on the Which American. is weird, right? Because th- doesn't that mean you got it for cheaper? No, it probably means I got it for more expensive. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because $150 converted into pounds would be like less pounds. Yes, yeah. Okay, so that means we had to pay $155 so if we had to pay 155 pounds, that means yes. we would have to pay $170. Yeah. And then you would have also had to pay the price. The $14, $20 shipping. Yes. How were your buying experiences of this? Like, were you, I know you've just pretty much outlined it, Gia, but like, and you did as well, Nick. Were you like literally toggling away at your phone to try and find the best deal? Like, or were you just sort of, were you prepared already? No, I was fucking panicking. Like, it was ridiculous. It caused so much stress on me. Like, I can't even, like, put into words how stressful it was for me. Why is that, Nick? Because it was stressful. What made it stressful? That I wasn't able to get it. I thought you were able to get it, though. Yeah, I have a lamb that says that if he gets an extra copy that he would sell me one, but he doesn't know if he's going to be able to get that copy. So I don't even know if that's, like, a set-in-stone kind of thing, you know? Oh, really? Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Okay. So then why, when I bought you a copy of it, are you trying to trade it for that, though? You mean the the copy that I'm giving you the money for to buy for me? So technically the copy that I bought? 
I think you're you talking about that copyright. Copy, huh? um, technically, I did because I'm giving you the money for that copy. Yeah, but so that's my this... copy. Okay, honey. Okay. But if you were so stressed out about the original one releasing and selling out and you asked me to get this copy for you, why would you want this copy if you were already having plans to get the gold copy? What do you mean? If you already had I just the told plan. you, Gia, like I just told you, he literally told me, I don't know if I'm going to get the second copy. I haven't gotten a confirmation email for it. So because I, I sent him a text message saying, hey, are you still going to sell me that gold version of your butterfly or do I need to buy this white version? And he said, I would go ahead and buy the white version. Because I don't know if I'm going to get this copy. I don't have any confirmation for it. But you're jumping to conclusions and you think like you know everything that's going on when you don't. And it's really frustrating and you're causing me a lot of anxiety and you're making you're ruining my fucking day for real, for real. Oh, am I? Because you really hurt my feelings yesterday. How did I hurt your feelings, Gia? This because is a copy that to- I am paying for. No, don't worry about that copy anymore because you you asked me to get you that copy. And cool. Then- I won't worry about it anymore. I, oh, fine. It's whatever. I'm going to buy, I'm going to get this gold copy regardless if he gets it. So it is what it is. So if I get that cream copy, I'm going to take that and trade it for it. But if he doesn't get it, I'm just going to keep the cream copy. I think you're just mad because he offered it to me first. Like, I don't know why you're making such a big fucking deal about this. No, he didn't offer it to you first. He offered it to the Obsessed Podcast account first. He literally offered it to me first. He, You sent me a text message of him saying, I'm sorry, I offered it to Nick first. I have the receipts. I can send it to you. No, you're, honey. To me, like, uh, no, 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 don't no, honey me. Like, to me, you're being really selfish right now, and it's really causing me a lot of stress i'm going through a lot of shit right now and i don't really fucking need this i oh, don't I want being it selfish, just, though. just keep just because you're mad that i'm getting that gold copy like this is so stupid that we're arguing about this i'm sorry gia just i don't even want that copy that you got anymore just keep it it's whatever it, it's causing me too much stress like for real and you coming at me in a petty selfish way is really pissing me off so i don't want that copy just keep it it's whatever i'll be okay with my gatefold copy and if he gets that gold copy i'll just buy that gold copy period it is what it is i'd rather just let it go and not worry about it because i care for you but you're really hurting my feelings in a way that i just don't like yeah but i feel like you're you don't care that you hurt my feelings though like what i don't understand like you have to justify how i'm hurting your feelings gee i'm giving you the money for that vinyl i'm giving you the money for that vinyl so technically i am buying that vinyl I paid for that vinyl. So I'm going to take that vinyl that I paid for instead of spending another $165 on another vinyl and trade it for the one I want the most. I don't get what you don't understand about that. But if you like if either way, I'm going to get that gold vinyl if he gets it. I'll pay for it if I have to. It's just that simple. You're like, I don't understand how you can be like this to me. Like, I don't get it. I love you, Gia. I really do. And I don't want to argue with you. And I don't want this to put some kind of rift in our friendship because it's petty as fuck. And I get I get why you're upset. And I feel bad for you, Gia. I truly do. But I would not do this to you. 
I feel like I, you would be mad if I did the same thing though, because you, why he offered if it to you, you first, already why would had I... the plans to get the, if you were going to pay him for this copy, why are you asking me to buy you this copy? And then you're going Gia, to like, I don't know. I literally just ex- it with him. I literally just explained it to you, Gia. He said he doesn't know if he's getting this second copy because he hasn't had a confirmation. He said, I would go ahead and buy the cream one just in case. So that's what I'm doing. I don't know what you don't get about that. Like, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. I'm not trying to sabotage you. I wouldn't be mad if he offered it to you first. I'd be like, yes, bitch, slay. Like, and I feel like this is just so petty. And it, I, I can't even explain to you how much stress you are putting on to me right now. Like, I literally want to cry right now. That's how much stress you're putting on me. Over I'm putting stress on you. Yes, you are. What did I do to put stress on you, though? You're making me feel guilty about something I shouldn't feel guilty about. Girl. You shouldn't feel guilty. Why wouldn't you just be happy with the copy that I got you because you asked for that copy? You would do the same thing, Gia. No, girl. I would go and yes, buy girl. the copy. You did it. You did it. Girl, you did it with the Emancipation of Mimi. Girl, I have all the receipts. Like, What did I do wanted, with the Emancipation of Mimi? You wanted that gold version or whatever the one that it was, and you sent it away and you didn't get it. Hey, but you you didn't send me an Emancipation of Mimi copy. I'm not saying that you're saying it to me. You're acting like you're buying this for me and giving it to me as a gift. You're not buying this and giving this to me as a gift. I am paying for this vinyl. So you have no say in what I do with the vinyl. Like, for real. Like you're, you're thinking that you're giving me this, you're not giving me this vinyl, Gia. I am paying for this vinyl. I am going to take this vinyl and I'm going to trade it for the vinyl that I want. Period. Like, how can you go any further and justify that you're right about this? I don't want you to feel hurt, Gia, because I care about you and I care about your feelings. I think that you're twisting this in your mind to make it feel like I'm sabotaging you when I'm not. You would do the exact same thing, Gia. No, bitch. I'll go and talk to him and buy my own copy. I wouldn't have my friend go get me a copy because I was so stressed out about it. All of this, the whole thing with the first one, and then just go and trade that. No, I'm paying for it, Gia. What are you not getting about that? I'm buying the vinyl. I, you, I think you have it in your head that you are purchasing this vinyl for me and giving it to me as a gift. You're not. I am purchasing this vinyl, not you. You helped me get it. Thank you. I am so appreciative. But if you don't want to give it to me, don't give it to me. That's fine. I'm just not trying to spend $155 twice. That's all it is. I could care less about the cream vinyl. But if it's the one that I end up with, yes, I'll be happy with it. I just rather have the gold vinyl more. And you cannot say that you would not want the same thing, Gia. Okay, but you didn't go into that with the pretext of all of that at all at all like, what do you mean you were like i was like what gia i didn't say anything to you because i knew you get butt hurt about it why do you think that is though why are you trying to go and buy the vinyl that it was already offered to me let's talk about how shady that is how is that shady girl he messaged the podcast account and you're always on the phone not doing anything i have work girl if girl anything, i work 60 hours a week girl if like that was here. if that was our podcast account first it'd be something different anybody who okay let me back this up before girl over that is me and gareth if this was love like mariah carey gareth would have first dibs over that and you're jumping over all of this he knows both of us want that vinyl honey 
you can go, I, I just encourage you to go look back at those texts and the conversation we had and then him offering it to me. Like, I'm sorry, Gia, that you didn't get to it fast enough. That's not my fault. I'm sorry. No, it doesn't sound like it. Uh, but you're, I mean, I am sorry, but you're making me like really resent you right now because you're being okay. petty. That's how you feel. You think it's petty, then that's how you feel. But I don't think it's petty, but whatever. I'm very grateful for you doing this favor for you me. You literally were like, please get it for me and I'll pay you back. And then you, you said know, you couldn't get it. Okay. No, 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 let's, let's back up to that now. Because you said, I can't get it for you. I'm going to get extension. I said, that's cool. Don't worry about it, Lamb. I'm happy you got one. And then yeah, you turned around and said- Yeah, but I know how said, important then, this album is to you. So I was then like, you, you turned around and said some, something for my friend. But because you turned you're around my and best said, lamb friend, no, dude. but you turned around and said some shady shit to me. Like, you're just being petty. Shut the fuck up. No, I wasn't being Wait, petty. You're the one I who's was... saying that this is petty. When did I say this is petty? Shut the fuck up. I'm going to screen cap it right now. Is this argument really necessary if you're going to end up with a white one? Really? Both of you. Is it really worth all this? Does anybody really know the words? No. And no, it's not worth it at all to me. Because I would not go this route. I would not do this to you, Gia. What do you mean, would not do what to me? Be petty as fuck and make me feel like I'm guilty for something that I'm paying for. I'm not making you feel guilty. I'm telling you. Yeah, how you I'm are. Guilty. You're you making would, no, me I'm feel. I'm telling you. You how are I making feel. me feel like a horrible person, Gia. You don't see it and you don't feel my feelings, but you are making me feel like I'm a horrible fucking person. And I don't appreciate that. Nick, I so, can't make you feel any kind of way. Which you did. So I'm sorry. Like, I'm a sensitive Chico. Like, it is what it is. I, the way I, I feel this way because I care about you, Gia. And I care about what you think about me. And you're making me feel like shit. So I just think it's best that you just keep that second vinyl copy. Just don't even worry about it because it's causing me too much stress. If it's still available in a couple of weeks, I'll just buy it. It's fine. It's whatever. I just don't want to do this anymore. Like, it's too much stress. Yeah, I don't want to take sides, but, like, I kind of get where you're both coming from, but at the same time, it's like no one knows what they're going to get. Like, even the people that have the so-called gold one, like, I feel like it is going to be an Emancipation of Mimi thing all over again. Yeah, what if, yeah. Okay, guys, thank you for listening to our Butterfly 25 Minutes episode. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. And you can also find us on Instagram and all other social media platforms at the underscore obsessed underscore podcast. We've been Nick, Gareth, and Gia. Don't forget to join us next time on the Obsessed Podcast. Bye-bye. But you turned around and said, "No." But you turned around and said some shady shit to me. Like you're just being petty. Shut the fuck up. No, I wasn't being petty. You're the one who's saying that this is petty. When did I say this is petty? Shut the fuck up.